Hey everyone, it's Chris. Thank you so much for listening to our new episode of Book Wars Pod. This week we talked to Jacqueline at J Bandos from Twitter about Jedi Fallen Order, and we had such a good conversation that it ran a little long, as we are wont to do. So we're going to be splitting this episode in two, with the first half releasing right now and the second half releasing early next week. So stay tuned for that, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to bonus episode 27 of the Book Wars Pod. I am here with Kate and our very special guest host, Jacqueline, at jbandos on Twitter. Jacqueline, how are you doing today? I am doing good, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's just whenever somebody asks you, you're like, well, still alive, don't have plague. There's nothing interesting going on right now. Nope. Just <laughs> existing. Exactly. Yeah. Keeping on keeping on just yeah. very cal kestis pre jedi fallen order Aww. just big mood yeah Aww. and very very appropriate for this pod yeah exactly <laughs> but yes as you may have guessed from that reference today we're going to be talking about jedi fallen order uh the video game from ea games and respawn entertainment that came out late last year uh and just where it fits into the universe and our thoughts about it um, but first, before we get started, as always, what is everyone drinking, Jacqueline? I am, you didn't catch me on a drinking night, so I'm just drinking water. That's very fair. I didn't catch myself on a drinking night either, because I'm just drinking black tea right now. This so I feel that. might be the most non-alcoholic episode of this podcast <laughs> that has ever occurred, <laughs> I was going to say, have we ever had one where every host is not drinking? I don't think so which probably says something about there, us but that's fine quick, I, mean, geeks. <laughs> I mean this might be the first podcast i've recorded where where at least there isn't at least one one person hosting that isn't at least a little tipsy so <laughs> it's a first for everyone honestly it might be the first podcast like recorded in the past three weeks like on <laughs> earth when no one is drinking uh, you know, you make a great point. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we're just, we just stocked up on tea again because um, Chris and I are both working from home now and caffeine is essential. Um, and I can't drink coffee because it makes me manic, like literally. We've, we've talked about this, I feel like, I feel on like the pod before. Um, so yeah, no, we've just got some lovely stuff from Stash Teas up in Portland because we're trying to support smaller businesses right now um and yeah it's called breakfast in paris which is the most douchey fucking name for a goddamn tea that <laughs> has really ever bad. existed it's an awful name but it's good <laughs> it's good tea it's got like it's you pretentious know... as hell but it's yes good. <laughs> exactly <laughs> which you know don't you hate it when white people like get something right like you're like why do you, why did you have to do this in the worst possible way i you know i don't you mean like the last jedi what at least boop. my personal feelings oh. on. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I'm oh, like, man. I love this movie and it's my favorite, but 
but but it's just horrible how people people choose to love it. Oh God, you're it's so right. It's true. Uh, at some point, we as a fandom are going to need to examine how we enjoy things. <laughs> We're going to need an intervention. <laughs> We're part of this fandom. And, and look at and look at stories as a collaborative effort instead of looking at an auteur as the end all be all kind of voice on a story. But why would we that do that? That seems too complicated, Exactly. Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, speaking of Star Wars, let's dive in. So, obviously, if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order and you don't want spoilers, as usual, this is going to be a very spoiler-filled podcast, so be aware. But let's talk up a little bit about what the story added to our understanding of the universe, because it... Even though they're all new characters, for the most part, um, Saw Gerrera cameo notwithstanding, and Tarful are Ugh. arguably as important as Saw Gerrera in the canon, arguably. in my opinion. Arguably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, no, this is this is another um, story that intersects very heavily um, with the, the main Star Wars timeline. Um, where are we after um, Order Five. 66? Right. Five years after, thank you. Order sixty six. Cal Cal mentions that um, in the beginning of the game, when they find the Jedi Starfighter, Prof it wonders, has it been here four years? And then Cal says, no, five. Ah, so, that's it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Good memory. So I, I have a very good memory for very times. useless information. I usually do, but not like it's number numbers get me. No, that's great. Um, but yeah. So five years after Order sixty six, still um, obviously in, in, for obvious reasons, extremely present still in Cal's mind. Um, so we get lots of mentions of it, um, lots of mentions of the trauma that it caused him. Of course, um, we get we and we get it from um, Sears point of view as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, there's there and, and the flashbacks uh, to him um, just watching his master sacrifice himself so yeah no this there was no end of order 66 just like crying for me (laughs) during this game um i will mention that uh chris chris played the main campaign and i um i have which i have not actually played myself yet because at the time i was in my hell semester at school and i'm still trying to like it's le- it's less hellacious this semester, but I'm still trying to do school, so I, I haven't gotten around to it yet. But I, I I was backseat gaming, just like screaming at you to like, what if you what if you went over there and opened that crate that you totally like ran past? So yeah, I was very helpful in that manner. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just like backseat order sixty six crying because I that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, really. Between that and obviously the Clone Wars is back on Disney Plus we we're all just like oh my god this is so exciting order 60 oh no <laughs> we knew, we we were excited for for it for this reason and then we rem- remembered what that reason in particular did does to us emotionally every single time mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. like i remember that particular flashback where like you start as cal in his quarters and he's like high-fiving all the clones oh, like god that was banter, heartbreaking and you're like it's already heartbreaking and then later in that flashback sequence you like see the commander getting the message and you're like oh no 
Oh no! Oh my god! It and, was... and I mean, with the supplement of the Clone Wars, we also now. I mean, it's been several years, but not everyone has played it. This will play the, play, they'll watch the Clone Wars. We know that the clones, like Will, Wills were hijacked mm-hmm. in, yeah. in this. They they weren't in control of their actions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it 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 was it was. There, there are many moments um, um, in this game that really reminded me of it's it's me, so I'm going to bring this back to Kanan. <laughs> but it like it really reminded me of the Kanan comics, like that that oh, that 100%. whole yeah, all that you know, the clones kind of just like turning on a dime like that um, when they're having after like a... after they've been trading in like a little brother exactly exactly. No, it's just oh, it's so so emotionally painful. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of parallels between Cal and Kanan um, which people myself included joked when we you know found out more about the story and the protagonist like oh cool they made white Kanan <laughs> that I I that, mean yeah yeah that was um, definitely initial reaction of mine I think we did um, an, an episode right after um, Star Wars Celebration in April last year where I was just like Okay, <laughs> like, I was just like, this couldn't have just, this couldn't, this couldn't have just been part of Kanan's lost years because, but, eh, we got what we got. I, I really do like Cal as a character. I just feel that they didn't do enough to make him stand out from other characters in Star Wars. I agree with that. I agree. I actually ended up like be- almost begrudgingly liking him a lot more than I expected to. Um. He was like just like a very good soft boy, which I didn't exactly. Expect. Cameron, Cameron Monaghan did a pretty good job. I yeah, he, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for mm-hmm. sure. Because there is a lot of stuff that's just flimsy, basic. Oh, this is just kind of what all Jedi are dealing with at this point, and so we get that kind of, but we've seen it in other stories before. So, I'm, I mean, I do think certain things like. I don't know if this is jumping the gun a bit, but I think maybe doing this from Trilla's perspective would have made the game story a lot more interesting. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah. that was my thought post-Trilla reveal and onward to the rest of the game is, well, there's a whole lot more going on with Trilla, and she's kind of just being relegated to villain, and not much else so that's not great yeah i totally agree with that um i definitely like when i heard when they announced this game i was just like "Ooh, but what if it's an inquisitor story and uh a trolley game would have been so good like so good <laughs> that would have been really good uh, and it's and as we because we Trill is the next thing on the outline that we want to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. oh, good, yeah, that's uh, true. I. It's frustrating to me that she did end up dying because I feel like there would have been so much there, so much potential there. Oh yeah, for taking the story in the inevitable sequel. Because we haven't really seen that with, like, we've seen that kind of turn with, say. With, like, Vader at the end of 6 trying to Mm -hmm. atone in some way. Mm -hmm. 
for all the good that does and how much <laughs> that makes up for atrocities committed. Or like mm-hmm. with Ben Solo deciding that his name is Ben Solo and being good a good guy for a hot hour before he dies. <laughs> yes. Um I I mean, we haven't really seen it, I think, from a character who except maybe from Ventress, but I have very strong negative feelings about Dark Disciples, so I won't get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where the character in question coming back from the dark side to fight against it is someone who was like, had no choice to begin with and was kind of tortured and forced into it. I mean, the exception to that being Finn, if it if the sequel trilogy bothered to even kind of try to focus on that kind of shift at all, instead of just ignoring it completely. Oh god, I couldn't agree with that more. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And it's, that's that's a really great point that I, I want to explore a little more, because like we don't see any examples of the fully unwilling fall to the dark side. Like, we see Anakin, who from the jump is oh boy. <laughs> questionably stable at best. Flirting with fascism. Yeah. Yep. You know, just as you do. <laughs> He's uh, Anakin is the disenfranchised white knee boy of the Clone Wars. So true. Yeah, he really is. And then you get his equally white knee boy, misunderstood grandson. <laughs> who? Ooh, no. I I feel like Anakin's more. How, how would I put this? I feel like Anakin's read it while um, Kylo is 4chan. Oh my Ooh. god. Because cause the thing is, Anakin at least had... I don't know. Anakin had... Anakin had, like, all these things standing in the way of him being able to become well-adjusted emotionally. Um, like leaving his mom and the Jedi never freeing his mother. Mm-hmm. The the fact that he goes from being a slave to being in an order where all these things that he was at least allowed to feel even back then, he's not supposed to for reasons that are never really clear because dark side bad. And right. but but then with Ky- with Ben, especially like after reading the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, it but just becomes clear that Ben was raised by loving parents and had a loving uncle, but Ben has long had long suffered from a huge victim complex mm-hmm. and and a desire to be be like famous, but outside of the Skywalker stuff, right? He, which is a whole other conversation, but that that's my reasoning there. No, I mean, I mean, I think this. It's extremely valid reasoning. I'm just, oh my god, am I am I ever gonna stop screaming though about the uh, the 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 Reddit versus 4chan analogy? I will not. That is the most delightful thing I've heard in like weeks. So That's very apt. <laughs> what would Cal be then? Like Neopets? Like what's oh, something like really soft on the internet that was never really, corrupted? Yeah, something. Cal really soft. Cal is Tumblr post um, uh, an SFW purge. Ooh. <laughs> Strong argument. Mm. That's... Very, very soft, kind of bland. <laughs> but, 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 still chugging along. Yep. 
this so much. Oh my god, it's so good. That's no, it's the title of the episode, Cal's Tumblr. <laughs> That's yeah, right. it. Um Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Um, but no, I think no, I, I, I love I love that analysis though of just like the the reasoning um behind just Anakin and Ben's turns because again, like it's uh, this Chris and I talk about unforced L's a whole lot of the time, and it's like the, 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 that. That is what happened there, honestly. <laughs> it's, you know, not 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 so much not so much with Trilla. Um, yeah, yeah, and Trilla was literally tortured into it. Yes, um, and that we talk a lot about trauma on this podcast because there's so much of it in Star Wars, and it is hardly ever like addressed in a healthy manner. So let's keep doing that, um, <laughs> especially when it's. I don't know. We, uh, I, I didn't. Did you talk about it in relation to Vi and Blackspire? We have not talked Blackspire yet. We are going to, I think, in a couple books. But gotcha. that's very. Uh, but on there's the, a on very the there's there's a lot to be said about this kind of the the way this kind of um, torture and trauma is more casually inflicted to women of color and specifically black women in the yeah. star wars canon oh for sure i mean you just watched the latest clone wars episode i was like please yeah, don't please yeah. don't please don't okay we're doing it again great cool just cool 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 love it and then just... we can just go back around to the rise of kylo ren comic him it, ben like executing his classmate vo yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, no, super, super, super great. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, everything's fine. That's totally cool to do. Star Wars is for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't mind reading reading, and watching stories written by white people. And only white people. Hey, Kenobi's new writer. Oh my god, tell me about it. Uh, so frustrating. Anyway, to bring it back to Trilla. So, looking at her final scene. Do you think that she was going to turn? I do. I think she was She was going in that direction, I do think. Um, especially after she's, like she says, I've held so much hate for you. She doesn't, she's, she's trying to comprehend how she could be forgiven for what she's done in the year, in the years that she's been an Inquisitor because she's, been unable to forgive seer for that long mm-hmm. and so and so i do think she's at that moment struggling but leaning towards she does want to mend that relationship and try to do something that's not destructive to other people and clearly destructive to her um but anakin pops up and interrupts as he I, does <laughs> I want to do. I don't know if it's if it's her. It it's it comes off at least as her trembling in fear when she hear, hears Vader's breath. But mm-hmm. I feel like it could when you hear like some kind of force noise that maybe he's holding her in place, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing. Ugh. And yes, and so so the fact that she. Right before she dies, she says, avenge us, mm-hmm. I think says a whole lot of where she was, the direction she was going to go in that scene had she not been pretty 
unceremoniously offed by Vader. Right, yeah, yeah. I which totally agree. Like, it, it fits Vader's characterization, and it's a good intro to Vader, but when you're doing that with a character that's been treated that way in the narrative already, and, I mean, this is this is me going, this is the real, like, Ben Solo deserved better moment. This character deserved better. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, she she was a teenager that was then then tortured into working for the Gestapo, the Jedi Gestapo of mm-hmm. of this fascist empire, as opposed to a guy who got fed up with his 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 uncle and his family, and decided to join the space Nazis at twenty four. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Gosh, I could talk about Star Wars and Child Soldiers like all day just because there's just so much of it. Um, but no, absolutely. I, I, I agree with that completely. I I also think that she, you know, I think uh, that mo- that moment is just uh, it's just so heartrending when she when she and when she and Sierra are talking and they're about to like all like I don't want to say come to an understanding, but like just like, you know. There's that moment of openness where, whereas like Trill has been like a closed fist for the entire game, and to have it cut off like right there, it was yeah. just like made me so upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, the, it's to use another uh, like Rise of Skywalker Ben Solo analogy. It's Leia reaching out to Ben Solo moment. Like mm-hmm. it's him realizing and Trilla realizing that the emotions that they held in their heart that turned them to the dark side were lies. Yeah. Right. And it, but the tragic death during that moment, it was at least something that was far more avoidable in, in the development of this story than with Leia, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I especially because this game sold so well that you know we're getting a sequel. I just mm-hmm. really would have wanted to see more of Trilla, not only because Trilla is, I think, objectively the sexiest character to ever appear in Star Wars. Right? What a um, move! Oh my god! She, she she took off her helmet and I was like, holy shit! Like, like, who? This I know. is yeah. this is next level and. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and like all dark side women have like a goth girl thing going on, but her mm-hmm. smudged eyeliner like makes it plus the like kind of messy hair and just just the way way she talks to and carries herself. I'm just like, oh, this is the hottest. This is this is the sexiest Star Wars is has been and ever will be. Right? Um, Seriously. Yeah, no, she I, took off her helmet and Chris and I were just like, oh no, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then then she doesn't wear the helmet again for the rest of the game and I'm like, thank God. I know. It's she, oh my god. If you if you want to follow her um uh actress on Instagram, it's her name's El- Elizabeth Grulon. Noted. Just making a making a note of that. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um but yeah, no, for sure. And the, the thing that's like, I get why they wanted to pull Vader in there as like the ultimate big bad, you have no hope situation. Like it's yeah. very Rogue One Vader. It's, you know, like... It's it's a situation that is completely unwittable if you try to fight as opposed to mm-hmm. run. And it's another situation, which does tie into the whole, 
Order 66 survivor guilt situation where there is really nothing you can do but run and get away with what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like as a like a standalone concept, I think is really cool and I think that I I think it's cool that they the game actually places you in that situation so you can kind of feel that oh shit, I could die like right fucking now. It's like let's let's get the fuck fuck away from here sort of thing. Um but yeah, it's just I think it, just but like the surrounding circumstances are yes, it's just frustrating <laughs> that that was at Trilla's expense yes like yeah we talked about creators and lack of imagination on this podcast before and like if your only way to get your intended feeling across is to kill the woman of color you're not thinking you're not trying hard enough, enough. Mm-mm. so true uh, and that's because and something I was worried worried about as the game was happening was, like, right after Vader kills Trilla and Cal and Seer square up, like, in front of Vader, like, Seer, like, like supposedly gets thrown into a mm-hmm. pit of magma. And I'm like, did they just kill both black women in this game yeah. in the span of, like, two minutes? right. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, let's actually talk about that for a second. So we got a question from our listeners, Andrew, who is um, one of our one of the the people uh, that the uh, Tashi Station Radio Network has uh, uh, sapped into <laughs> giving us <laughs> money on Patreon so that he can be <laughs> in the Slack. Um, but he he asked uh, like he was just like he he was expressing frustration basically about um, why Star Wars just loves fridging people of color and especially women of color and i mean i i think you know chris and i were talking about this and he was like is he in terms of trilla anyway and he's like is it fridging and i'm like after having this conversation i I was like yes and he's like i don't understand because i'm a white man (laughs) and i was and i think i think after having this conversation i think maybe it's a little clearer to you why oh absolutely yeah yeah. (laughs) no and i think my but again i have the the joyful benefit of this not being the first thing on my mind anytime I consume any sort of media um, because of who I am is like, I was like, well, she's the villain. Like it's the end of the game. Like sure. Blah, blah, blah. Because again, that lack of imagination we talked about, there's a reason I don't write stories, Um, (laughs) but it's, but no, it is like, it's a failure to see alternate outcomes. Exactly. And also like it was, that that two second span that we were just talking about where you know Trilla dies and we think Seer's dead it was just doubly frustrating for me um because there's i think there was so much to mine in that relationship that you know that that was left untouched and it's the what of like first like kind of like mentor student relationships that we have between two women of color in Star Wars and it's just and they were like all right so we did that and now we're just going to throw that out the window and i was like must we must we do that <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a shame and, oh, i'm sorry go ahead jacqueline no no i just said yeah it's a shame yeah especially because i think the only other example we have is it it's no yeah the only other example we really have is barris and luminara and they're painted green mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and also aforementioned <laughs> handled no in a conversation we had before recording yeah and then barris was handled quite quite poorly 
Absolutely. Um, uh, with either an unwillingness to examine negative racist biases in mm-hmm. her, her storyline or just willful willful ignorance on their part so yeah so so yeah with seer and trilla it is significant that this is one of those and this is how it goes mm-hmm. yeah and i actually i want to turn it to seer a little bit away from away from the yeah. explicit dark side but seer was a character that was handled in a much more I don't quite want to say nuanced, but in a much less standard way than I expected. More from complex. Her. More complex. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. And just like the example of how she dealt with failure and like contrasting it with someone like Luke or Obi Wan. And I just found it really interesting because she she did cut herself off originally from the Jedi and then from the Force, but she didn't quit like and obi-wan is a special case because he was protecting luke but like luke like undeniably quit when he felt like he failed and seer did the opposite and she found a way to keep going without letting herself succumb to the dark side even though she felt this guilt and so it's that was just really interesting to me as like an alternate way of dealing with failure that we haven't seen mm-hmm. yeah she did find a way to keep going I, I think she said she quit for like a short while before she realized what was going on with um, Cordova's mm-hmm. MacGuffin plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, which I have feelings about. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, but she did find a way to keep surviving even without just completely isolating herself she did find grease she did have some form of some kinds of capers that i'm sure she had with him prior to the game and Mm -hmm. and so there is others that she is at least willing to confide in and even while she is still cut off from the force because she's afraid of her power like Luke is afraid of what he might do in The Last Jedi, or like what Rey's afraid of she might do mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. But she, but Seer is at least the only one who we see who is self-reflective enough to yeah. realize on her own that um, that there's nothing that can be changed. Only what's going forward can be can be um, a different. And how to stop blaming yourself about things that were not your fault. Stuff like that. Where yeah. where Luke had to get like a wake-up call from Ray, And Ray had to then in turn get a wake-up call from Luke. Which also there's another thing to be said about why didn't Ray fucking listen to Finn. Like he's her best friend. Why yeah, yep. but, but you know... <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> I my my opinion on the Rise of Skywalker is I love it, but also I fuck you, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny because so for those who listened to our Rise of Skywalker thoughts, neither Kate nor I particularly enjoyed it, uh, and we you know in those we we did a couple pods where we were very negative about it, 
and you know limited our negative feelings so that people didn't need to listen to them if they didn't want to. But then we were talking to our friend um, at Space Jess of the Lousy Beautiful Town Pod and. Um, who I recorded my Tross reaction with. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, their, their Rise of Skywalker reaction episode has me. Yay! And, we're, we, and, we, and we basically just talk about how much we love Rise of Skywalker and then completely shit on JJ for how Rose was treated and how yep. how yeah. certain things like Finn be, still being relegated more to the side. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But what we were talking to Jess about was like, she was like, I enjoyed this movie, but also I agree with you because there are yeah, it things. Was, <laughs> it was funny because she's like... Oh, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. yeah she's like, <laughs> it's really funny because I had the exact opposite reaction to the movie as you guys, Just like but agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is... Very funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, which is, I mean, which is fine. I mean... I mean, that's how art works. Exactly. Um, all right. I want to talk about what to me was potentially the most interesting going forward thing in this story. Let's talk about Marin. Marin is <laughs> why I'm I'm angry about the fact that Marin's only in the last yes. W- yes. world and doesn't join the team until like right before the final thing. Yes. So if you want to have see hear any of the banter with her, you have to visit every single planet individually and just keep keep spamming the talk button and then you have to keep going this is this is what i did because i was like god damn it i'm gonna get the most out of out of the out of the character um uh dialogue um you i did find out yes eventually the ship conversations during hyperspace do stop by (laughs) by by method of just continually going back and forth between um uh planets and listening to characters talk because Marin's so great mm-hmm. and she she's given so little to do and then there's the fact that for a good a very decent chunk of that time that she's in it she's just a night sister who shows up out of nowhere and six enemies on cal yeah right and then and then there's there's not much there, there's not enough focus given to how she was manipulated by um malikos yeah totally like and it- like they they acknowledge it but it's like it's 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 cal like acknowledging it for her yeah like she she knows she's been manipulated but then it doesn't like y- you know what i'm getting at yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely and i mean i think i you know her her that that theme of like just like being manipulated especially by men is just like it, it dovetails so perfectly with like Trilla and Seer and I'm just like god damn it why did they just make this a game with only these women and like, <laughs> like, know, right? <laughs> like that would have been so cool but anyway um and it's it's interesting because and I don't even necessarily feel like this was intentional because I feel like it's one of those things that just happened and this much thought wasn't put into it but it really reflects her arc really reflects Ventress in a way Oh, 100%. Just mm-hmm. the general night sister light side versus dark side ethos because they the night sisters as again dark disciple very problematic but it does talk about how the night sisters touch the dark side and use the dark side without being 
beholden to it without giving themselves to it. Yeah, and, this is no, no, continue. Sorry. No, no, no. I was, and I was just going to finish up by saying, like, and I feel like that is part of what allows Marin to go from an adversary to a teammate so quickly is that she doesn't. She's she not a is bad person. Fully in control mm-hmm. of herself. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. The that's something that I did. I I think I talked about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago, but the. A lot of a lot of fans on the internet I've seen think that this balance in the force means there have to be dark side users and light side users and gray Jedi bullshit, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and but like in interviews, George Lucas always refers to balance as being like dominating light, like the inherent goodness of people and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's notable when we see see the Night Sisters who are it, who exist on a planet that is heavily bathed in the the Force's darkness. That the darkness that that there's a difference between the darkness that the Night Sisters um, align themselves with, which is a darkness of nature, mm-hmm. of entropy, of just it's part of the natural balance of the universe. Mm-hmm. They, they, I will, it does seem a lot like they, like they let the, let the, the force work through them, through their magic, as opposed to like seizing control of things like the Sith. The Sith darkness is not just something that's natural, that is dark, skewed darker. It is instead them enforcing their will onto nature and twisting it into an into a unholy kind of power as opposed to being in touch with nature and not necessarily being immoral or malevolent mm-hmm. yep. though there's something to be said about how the night brothers are treated yes so. yeah no i I, I like I uh, I like everything you just said because it's all super cool. It's almost like um, the way the Night Sisters harness the dark side is how the Jedi are supposed to harness the light side, or how they that, think. That's my personal interpretation. Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, and I think we talked about this when we when we read Dark Disciple is that balance is. Ventress talks a lot about balance in a much more achievable and realistic way. Than the Jedi oh, yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about balance through cutting the dark side out. It's about balance through staying within yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. There's a difference between just eliminating all that's in, in your path and just trying to make sure nobody is harming others i i guess i don't know i don't know where i was going with that no 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 for oh, sure i hear that though no absolutely i think i think that's important to to note yeah because the jedi's method jedi the methods of the jedi were quite flawed especially near the end of the republic Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see during the high republic publishing project that's upcoming uh if the jedi are already have reached that kind of dogmatic all darkness is bad point or, or if, if they're a little more i don't yeah. know open-minded 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Marin is a good person, and she's and she's working off trauma that she's yep. dealing with from Filoni fridging an entire culture. Yep. Um, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, God, I, I can't. I have to believe that there are other Night Sister clans on the planet because it, it can't be that there was just one Night Sister clan on the entire planet of Dathomir. Yeah. It? I please I I I, I, I re- anyway uh, that's <laughs> my headcanon that will remain until unless it's um uh unless actually yeah that's my headcanon that will remain no matter what anyone says I like um, it <laughs> I, I love it I'm so on board with it um I... yeah it, because she was slaughtered by Grievous and then so her it, she, her people were slaughtered mm-hmm. by Grievous and so. She she doesn't know the empire is a thing. She's there. There they live their own life separate from the galaxy's wars and and such, um, until the war comes to them. So, Marin has no concept of a Jedi beyond mm-hmm. Grievous and Malakos. So great examples. <laughs> she's, so so she's working off of what she knows and what has what has harmed her people and her in the past. And yeah, really. it isn't until she meets someone who doesn't fit that classical idea of this is, these Jedi are killers and they are only manipulators that she's, she starts opening herself up more emotionally. I mean, and there's something to be said about how Cal goes from being ready to fight Marin at a moment's notice to learning her story through clues he finds and being being like, you're not a bad person. Yeah. I'm, trust me and I'm going to show that I trust you by handing you my weapon. Mm-hmm. Stuff Gosh, like that. That was such a huge moment when he hands her his lightsaber. I, I, I think I like audibly gasped when it happened. I was just like, oh, no, oh god, what's going to happen? But no, she was like super cool about it because she's I, cool. I really do like how the game handled that kind of messaging around the Jedi and mm-hmm. violence. Yes. Where Cal's entire vision relating to his master, where he, where his master blames him for everything, where Cal has to learn that mm-hmm. he's, it, it wasn't his fault. He's, he um, shouldn't blame himself and that, but also learning that immediate jumping to conflict isn't the best way to solve problems absolutely yeah for sure the way you the the game lets you go through that realization like so viscerally yeah yeah because it's a game that's based like almost entirely around combat when it's not just about jumping around and solving solving puzzles and that does it for this first half of our jedi fallen order episode with jacqueline thank you so much for listening as I mentioned at the top, our next episode is going to be dropping early next week. We're going to be wrapping up this discussion. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWorsPod, or email us, BookWorsPod at gmail.com, and rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show, especially during these quarantine times when people are looking for new podcasts. 
Also, if you have the means and you're so inclined, please donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookworspod. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs, and we'll post amazing pictures of our pets, which everybody wants. Our theme song is Whizbang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. Thanks so much for listening. For myself, Kate, and Jacqueline, and we'll talk to you when the rest of this episode airs. Bye.